everyone. I'm Lindsay Francis from Barry Dunn. I am a senior manager in our commercial practice group specializing in technology assurance. And thank you for joining us today for our ESG considerations for financial institutions. Here with me is David Stone. Hey, Lindsay. Thanks for having me here today. I'm a manager in our financial services practice group uh, based out of our headquarters in Portland, Maine, have been with the firm right out of college and I'm looking forward to chatting with you today about ESG considerations. Great. So we do want to mention that the views in this podcast are our own before we get started here. You may hear some other ideas from other sources. And so we just wanted to stress that here in the beginning. So we are going to be talking about different ESG considerations, specifically for financial institutions, although some of these can be interpreted on a a broader range for other industries as well. So first, David, can we just define what is ESG? Yeah, definitely. Um, (laughs) Certainly a great starting point. So, you know, if we dissect each letter in ESG, um, you know, start with the the E, uh, which is for environmental. And this is likely getting the most focus right now. You know, for instance, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about the SEC's proposed climate disclosure rules. And, you know, the the E, environmental, really covers things like climate change, biodiversity, uh, waste management, water usage, even land protection. Um, And then you jump over to the the S for social. This is where, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion policies live. Um, Data privacy is actually captured under the the S, you know, how are you protecting your customers as well as your employees' data? Um, You know, you can consider community relations here as well as employee engagement as living under social in the ESG world. And then lastly, you have your, your G, which is for governance. And this is looking at, you know, board composition, so, uh, for instance, the NASDAQ now requires diversity um, in board composition, as well as um, executive compensation and ethics. That's what you're going to be looking at when you consider governance. And, and I do want to mention, you know, real quickly that, you know, we here at Barry Don actually have an article on our website that covers ESG um, and goes into these definitions in a little more detail. So, so certainly check that out if you're interested in learning more. Great. Thank you, David. So out of these three areas, environmental, social, and governance, is there one that financial institutions should be focusing on more than the others? Oh, boy. Good question. Um, you know, I think with any industry... There's one or more of these pillars that may make the most sense and uh, be the most achievable, you know, and vice versa, too. Every industry has one or more of these pillars that are going to take more uh, effort. And I like to think of ESG as living on a spectrum. And, you know, each of these pillars, the E, the S, the G, they can all live on a different spot in that spectrum. What I mean by that, you know, you take a financial institution, 
um, you know, maybe they've been focusing on environmental practices for for years. So, you know, maybe when assessing their ESG policies and kind of where they live on that spectrum, they would place the the E on the higher end of the spectrum. Um, and maybe the, the S and the G live a little lower. Um, and that's going to change from institution to institution. So, you know, I, I can't really say that there's one of these pillars, the E, the S, the G, that makes the most sense to focus on. I really think it's going to vary by uh, by institution and, you know, what their history is and, and where they're headed. Great. That makes a lot of sense. You know, there are a lot of things to consider. These three areas really encompass a kind of a, a lot around the decision-making process. And so what do you think are some important perspectives to consider when trying to make decisions around these areas? Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll list three. Um, and there's certainly others, but these are the three that come top to mind. Uh, the first perspective to consider when thinking about ESG um, is regulatory, you know, the regulatory perspective. And as I mentioned earlier, there's proposed climate disclosure rules. Uh, the NASDAQ now has board diversity requirements. And um, if things continue continue to trend in the, the direction they're headed in, you know, I think we're certain to see more on the regulatory front. Um, so that's definitely a consideration, you know, when making decisions surrounding ESG. Um, another, you know, viewpoint is reputation, you know, and how do you want your institution to be viewed in the community? Do you want to be viewed as an ESG leader? Um, and to take that a step further, you know, customers and employees they may want their supply chain or their employer to be ESG conscious. So, you know, it's extending beyond reputation and really becoming, um, you know, a, a business decision. And that's that's my third perspective, you know, just business. Um, the idea that these initiatives will become cost effective and therefore become prudent financial decisions. So it, it really starts to become a, a business decision that the institution can make and, and live with, you know, just from, from a financial perspective. For instance, I recently read an article from the Gorham Times um, about Gorham Savings Bank having recently opened a solar farm behind their operations center. It's expected to virtually offset electricity costs across um, 11 branches and several office locations. So that's an instance right there where, you know, initially they may have considered this project for other reasons. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's having an impact on um, their operations in, in the business in, in a positive way. Um, another example, you know, and certainly less, um, you know, I, I guess less impactful um, than, you know, Gorm Savings Bank and, and their solar farm, but eliminating paper statements, for instance, you know, that's another cost savings measure that institutions could consider. Great. Those, those are some great ideas. And you're right. Um, we are seeing, you know, some some financial institutions already implementing some things so are there any other considerations that you want to mention? 
Yeah, so I, I guess, you know, a couple things that come to mind, you know, should ESG be incorporated into credit decisions? You know, that's that's one item that comes to mind. And as previously mentioned, many ESG concepts are receiving increased regulatory pressure. So, you know, many of these decisions, these ESG decisions that borrowers are making uh, could have significant impacts on a borrower's financial condition as well. Right. Okay. So getting into more specifics about these credit decision considerations, can you tie that back to the environmental piece? Yeah, sure, sure. So, you know, some things to consider, um, you know, to incorporate into your credit decision process would be, are there any pending regulations or maybe even fines that could significantly impact your borrower's operations? Um, Although your borrower's finances may be strong currently, are there alternative products or services that are seen as, you know, maybe greener that may jeopardize future profits and cash flows. Um, and another question to consider is, you know, if, if the company plans to become less carbon intensive, either voluntarily or just out of necessity, are there significant costs anticipated to be incurred during this transition? You know, those are all things that um, could be considered in that credit uh, decision making process. Absolutely. So it sounds like it's a good idea to think about these kinds of questions, you know, the the future impact of some of these environmental regulations could have on different businesses and and how that might change um, your decisions around um, what you're offering to those specific customers. Yeah, definitely. So before we wrap up, are there any final considerations that you want to talk about today? Yeah, I guess I guess another thing I'll mention, you know, are there uh, one other thing that we're seeing is are there any products that banks can offer that incentivize borrowers to be ESG conscious? And, you know, for instance, we've seen uh, green bonds have been around for years you know, to incentivize climate and environmental projects. So that's just one example of a, of a product that can be offered that incorporates elements of ESG. Great. Those are some great thoughts. There are a lot of factors to consider. You know, it's definitely becoming important to consider these environmental, social and governance related aspects, how it could impact your business, your customers business, you know, how the your communities see you. Um, Certainly your reputation um, can be impacted in a positive way by looking at these areas and implementing them. Do you have any final thoughts, David? Yeah, you know, as you mentioned, this is it's such a vast topic um, and it, it's it's such a fluid topic right now. You know, it seems like it's changing every day. So um, I, I think it's an exciting time in this space, the ESG space. We're still, you know, kind of figuring out what it's going to look like and how to navigate. Um, you know, so certainly stay tuned for, for updates on the topic because 
like I said, it seems like there's something new, you know, something new to consider or a new regulatory proposal that uh, is coming out, you know, daily, weekly. Absolutely. And there's no one size fits all, no right or wrong answers on how to address these specific areas um, with the caveat, of course, of whatever the the new regulation um, standards become. So thank you for joining us today. And as we mentioned before, we do have an article on our website that covers more ESG details if you're interested.